You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning cures everything. It is the Sunday morning college football week five reaction and recap show. Uh, it is October the 3rd. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And I am struggling today. You hear my voice, man? Yeah, this- I hear you. It's a little bit of a problem. I thought uh, I thought I'd be able to just pick it up and, and roll with it, but apparently not. Uh, a lot of traveling yesterday. I finally got in the bed after trying to to watch up on some of these games. Uh, stayed up and watched Arizona State and UCLA. It's probably a dumb idea on my part. Uh, but after being in Tuscaloosa all day, uh, I had to make sure that I I kept up with what was happening late night. And then uh, this morning, I got up super early and tried to. Watch back through, you know, on YouTube, they have these uh, these 30-minute games where you can go yeah. through and, like, watch. So I watched uh, Kentucky, Florida, because I, I listened to it on the radio. So I had to go see what in the world was happening with Florida. I went back and watched uh, Notre Dame and Cincinnati. I went back and watched um, – uh, hold on, I actually – oh, I listened to Auburn and LSU. I did not actually watch Auburn and LSU. Uh, Arizona State, I watched that one. Oh, Texas TCU. I went back and watched Texas TCU because that just seemed like a crazy game. So we – we got a lot to discuss, and we're going to try and shorten it down. We don't want to go an hour and a half, so we're going to try and fit it into an hour. Give you the rundown first. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Everything you need to know about us, you can find over there. Where to subscribe, where to follow, etc. If you haven't already, subscribe on the YouTube, subscribe on the podcast, and make sure that you have left a nice five-star review and jump in those comments. Of course, we are at Chris, so I think we're six away from like 4,500 uh, subscribers awesome. on, on YouTube, so we're doing okay. Um, but yeah, the podcast numbers are doing well as well. We are rocking and rolling. Casey uh, jumped in. He said that blocked field goal touchdown was beautiful. Uh, been a long time since he's seen one of those. Uh, Brown Yeti jumps in. Michael Fritz jumps in. Ball Python Love said, I won two parlays this week on college football. They, hey, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Um, of course, the show is brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021 to get 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. I can't stress it enough. There is a link in the description. Go get signed up. Bet US where the game begins. I do a show for them. Chris does a show for SBR. You can, of course, find those college football shows. Links in the description below. Go ahead and get signed up. and uh, Or not signed up. I guess subscribe to those channels as well because we do a lot more content there also. All right. I've got three words to start us off. No, I've got one word to start us off, and then I got a couple of notes. Uh, first word: consistency. There is none in this sport right now. It is bananas. The whole thing's bonkers. Uh, nobody can play well week after week after week, and I think the chaos is just going to continue. And the biggest sign of that, Brad Powers actually tweeted out this morning: twenty-two outright dog upsets yesterday. Uh, if you had bet. Every underdog for the last two weeks, you would be up 26.6 units if you just bet every dog blindly, money line. I thought that was insane. Um, but it, it makes sense. Now, if you bet them can all... I, can, I make a, can I make a comment on that? Yes. So that sounds like a good thing. That sounds like for a guy like me who likes to bet dogs. When I picked eight underdogs yesterday, eight underdogs, I won two of them. Yeah, but the week before, you racked up on them. Well, yeah, but, like, 
it sounds great saying 26 underdogs. So you think a guy like me who loves to bet dogs covers and mends and makes a lot. No, you got to pick the right 26 because it's 130 fucking teams. <laughs> but that's the, that was the point. If you bet every single underdog, you would be ah, no way doing it. Bullshit. That's I, stupid. I agree. I agree. And that's over if my the last aunt had balls. She'd be my uncle. This is the dumbest <laughs> argument in the world. Also, also, uh, if you if you had bet all dogs for the entire year, you would actually be down two point one seven for this. Yeah, season. that so, sounds more That's, like it. <laughs> this is just a two week sample size, my friend. But it has been chaos the last couple of weeks. It has been chaos. Uh, I have an interesting note before we actually jump into the games. There are only three teams that have not trailed for a single second in any game this season. All right, so you already know the first two, right? So you got Alabama, Georgia. Do you know who the third one is? Coastal Carolina. Uh, no. no. No, I don't know. I just guessed a team that I thought was pretty good. Your Jim Harbaugh-led Michigan Oh, Wolverines. yeah, Michigan. I did. I actually did know. <laughs> I actually did know that, and I was just trying to be a dick. <laughs> you just didn't want me to bring up Alabama. I, I understand this. Yeah. It's no, okay. That's fine. But it wasn't that's about fine. Alabama. Hey, this no, was no, about no, no, Michigan. No. Hey, oh, oh, that's, that's actually not true. This, this is the appropriate context in this show to actually talk about Alabama. What annoys me is we have a laundry list of stuff that we're going to talk about, and then you open a show, Alabama's nowhere on it, and you're like, oh, I haven't spoken about Alabama yet. Let's bring something up so I can talk about these sons of bitches. My wife just came in and closed the door because I'm F-bombing and sons of bitching already in the morning, and my kids At are right down the hall. 9.30 on a Sunday morning, we're, we're F-bombing. That's right. Sons of That's bitching. how it goes sometimes damn it the bad it was a bad weekend uh, for me it was a bad it was a it, bad weekend for me i i will tell you this as far as my gambling goes awful awful weekend uh but the chaos continues and it didn't really start until last night right so i'd take that back i take that back we had an early afternoon game let's go on and start it off let's let's dive in first game stanford 31 oregon 24 uh joe moorhead was announced as being out as the offensive coordinator for this game due to, I believe, non-COVID illness. Which yeah, I, so he was sick, and and you can still be sick without getting COVID in yeah, today's world. Um, but like I, that's still a thing. It's all right. Other diseases are around. It, it, they are, but I, okay. I, I'm, I'm still a little confused because typically, like guys, just kind of fight through it. So this had to be something like pretty serious, right? Uh, I wonder if because of COVID, are they allowing people to fight through those things? Like if to, in today's world, now I don't work in an office setting, but but I have plenty of friends that do. in today's world, if you there was a day and a time where if you were sick and you didn't come to work, you were called a pussy. Get your buddy into work. We need you. And yes. today, if you're sick, we tell you, keep your ass at home. Nobody yep. wants you to come into work today. So I, I, I don't think this is a, they're not allowing you to work through these things. This is just a situation where you're, you're going home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Brown in this game, 14 out of 26, 186 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Do you, you um, think play calling was that big of a deal? I mean, I, 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 A, so let's start by saying this. Moorhead has been unbelievable this year. Like, yes. like kind of not talked about enough how great he's been this year for this offense and for this team. Do you think missing him in one game makes the offense go that badly? Because I think it probably does. It I did just early. didn't expect. I didn't expect this. It did early, and then they finally got rolling in the second half. Uh, C.J. Verdell, I believe, went out with an injury, a little bit of an injury. Um, I don't know exactly what the what the details are on it, but but they certainly need him for sure. Uh, they they let Stanford just hang around too long in this game. Tanner McKee, twenty out of thirty six, two hundred thirty yards, uh, three touchdowns in the game, and and Stanford had one hundred twenty four yards rushing. I mean, just. Just insane that they would allow that. And, I mean, it was only 3.5 yards a clip. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, Oregon averaged 4.2 yards per rush, uh, 228 yards on 54 attempts. They only threw the ball 26 times. They they got the game back in hand in the second half. Tanner McKee throws a touchdown pass with no time left. They get into overtime. And it's a bit of a disaster. Hang on. Hang on. So, the, the staple of this Mario Cristobal team has been 
defense. He yep. brought defense to a team that played only offense. Okay. He brought toughness, physicality, running the football in a power way, not in the old school Chip Kelly way, and defense. How do you allow Stanford to make that drive? How is that possible? I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, we can we can try and blame it on injuries if we want to. We can try. There's no there's no real explanation. There's no real excuse. You cannot allow that to happen. It was you eleven just, plays, eighty eight yards. You just can't allow it in in what eight, like, eighty eight yards in like a minute and a half. Yeah. from this Stanford offense, this ain't Alabama on the other side. All right, it's, it's a bunch was, of smart kids that get their this. ass kicked almost every week. I'm I'm noticing this with Stanford though. You get a different Stanford every week, which is what I was talking about with consistency, right? Like nobody's consistent, yeah, which means nobody's true. great. That is very, that is very true. So that is very true. It just depends on the week. It's like, all right, do you get good Stanford or do you get bad Stanford? And this week, Oregon had to deal with good Stanford, and now they are dealing with the loss, which is certainly going to drop them out of the top four because they they were number three coming in. But now, you know, they they had their mulligan, right? They had one mulligan because they had already lost to Ohio State. And now you got no more for the rest of the no, season. No, 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 no. They beat Ohio State. I mean, they yeah, beat sorry, Ohio sorry, State. sorry. I, they, they had already beaten Ohio State, which means they had one mulligan in the Pac-12. And now they got no more for the rest of the season. They can still make the playoff. But it's going to be tough. You know what's going to be nuts? This whole alliance thing, and this is super hypothetical. We've got a lot of football left to play. But if we get to a point late in the season where Ohio State has won out and Oregon has won out and they're both one-loss teams, who do you think the committee is going to let in? Ohio State. I think they are too. And I think they're not going to care that head to head matters. They are going to let Ohio State in. They're the bigger program. And they would have the bigger wins. They draw. I know. I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm talking all. You know what? No, hang on. Wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that. You're exactly right. If they go undefeated, if they beat Michigan, if they beat Penn State, and then if they beat Iowa. Then, then they deserve to go, even though they lost head to head at home. And is that that makes me sick to say that a team beat you head to head. But if you, because I'm going to be consistent about this, I believe that you have to be able to reward teams for getting better. If yeah. it's a weird year of chaos, and and teams that are not no one's perfect, and we got to let flawed teams in. You have to reward teams improving. You just do as much as I don't like Ohio State. I have to be consistent about that. I've been consistent about it for my entire career of talking about these things. I believe that it's okay to be able to get better. This is why I don't think losses are the worst thing in the world. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree. Resumes matter more than losses. Wins, you know, that's just it. So, a bottom line with this this Stanford game, you got good Stanford in this spot, and Oregon just almost didn't even bother to show up for the first half. They, it's like they weren't awake uh, for whatever reason, and they got it going in the second half, and it wasn't enough. They could not get the stop when they needed to, and in overtime, uh, this was just uh, I don't I don't even know how to. <laughs> I, know how I would to say this in like, over in overtimes where they absolutely missed Morehead. Okay, oh yeah, overtimes where they missed him because that's just red zone offense and you need that's where play calling matters more than athletic ability yes yes uh, red zone because we've seen great great teams with unbelievable athletes not be able to score in the red zone and just settle for field goals up uh, my my lsu tigers by the way great athletes they get into the red zone and you can you can scheme you out of that because your athleticism is taken out of the game so much because you you don't get 30 40 yards to to, to get open yeah yeah you're 100 right casey jumped in and said oregon gave that game away we all know it <laughs> casey jumping in with the with the rig stuff going on. I, uh, I Casey, Casey, swore, Casey swore to me on my SBR show he was done with the R word. Okay. And, well, at least in my presence. <laughs> ghost Dog 50 said Stanford turned out to be a ghost dog. Uh, Mike C <laughs> said oh, <laughs> Oregon got out coached the last two minutes and overtime. Yeah, they did. They absolutely yeah. did. They got out coached for most of the game. Let's just be honest. I was just about to say, they. the only reason they were in this thing is because they are just so much more superior athletes than – uh, than Stanford. Uh, Brown Yeti said, Chris, does my statement from two weeks ago that Stanford is the second best team in the Pac-12 hold water yet? No! Jesus, no! The two teams <laughs> the two teams that played in, in L.A. last night are the two best teams in the, in the Pac-12. 
Uh, I, well, I, I would say that about one of them. I don't know about the other one, but we're, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. They're the two, they're the, those, those are the two best teams. And listen, that that don't mean that they both have to be great, Gary. That that's, just means there's two. They're the two best teams in the Pac-12. Right? A, I didn't say the Pac-12 was good. That's a disaster. That's such a disaster. All right. Uh, next game on the board, the game that I was at yesterday, Alabama 42, Ole Miss 21. Uh, we don't have to spend long on this, but that was a masterful defensive performance in the first half by Alabama. I don't know that anybody, even in the wildest imaginations of any Alabama fan, would have ever envisioned an Alabama defense being able to do that to Lane Kiffin. Uh, but it went exactly the way that you and I had talked about where there was going to be so much volatility because of how many times Lane Kiffin was going to try and go for it on fourth down, right? He was going to have to risk things, and if they did not go the correct way, it could get ugly. And it show got ugly. This game was 42-7 to to start the fourth quarter. Uh, it was a disaster from the word go. Held Ole Miss to 291 yards of total offense. Uh, and it's not like Alabama put on a clinic. Uh, Ole Miss played a 3-2-6 defense and, and dropped eight for the majority of the game, which is why you did not see Bryce Young throwing down the field and you didn't see all that kind of stuff because uh, when you're running a 3-2-6 and you drop eight, you only got three defensive linemen. You only got three guys in the box, really. Yeah, So they, they weren't even trying to pressure. They, they were just... able to run the ball. Alabama had 210 on the ground, 50 carries, 4.2 yards per rush, and Ole Miss could not stop it. As soon as they started bringing guys up, uh, you saw multiple guys on post slants, on, on all sorts of different plays, where they were able to get into the middle of the defense and on the top of the defense, and they could do anything they wanted to. They, they held the ball for 38 minutes in this game, uh, which time of possession, not necessarily a, a factor, but when the other offense only has the ball for 22 minutes, that, that does make a difference uh, when they are as explosive as, as Lane Kiffin's offense. So uh, Kiffin, before the game, of course, came out. Everybody was laughing about it, but the, uh, you know, get your popcorn ready and all this. He, he was as confident as I have ever seen him, and I felt like he thought he was going to win that football game. And yep, that I believe, has to I believe be, it. That's Chris. That's got to be the most demoralizing thing in the world is to yep. know that you can do it and come out and get down twenty eight to nothing at the half. What uh, what did you think about this game? Uh, I turned it off before halftime, but um, you know, it was just going forward. All, all those fourth downs, I heard too many people say, "Oh, you can't play that way." Yes, that's the only way yes, you have you to play if you want to beat Bama. Yes. That's the only way you can play if you have to, if you want to beat Bama. I. Him going because it doesn't matter. He could and and hell, when he when he finally punted the first punt of the game, like people were like, oh well, he finally couldn't go for it there. Bullshit! I would have went for it. It doesn't matter if Bama was going to drive eighty eight yards or if Bama was going to drive twenty yards. He knew Bama was going to score, and if he doesn't score on every possession, then he cannot stay in this game. And so it's it's just a matter of getting beat by 50 or getting beat by 20. But at the end of the day, you're getting beat if you don't put points up and you give the ball back to Alabama. It's, he was right like, about It's not like he was, he was right about unsuccessful all uh, on, on the fourth downs. I mean, he, he got the first two that he tried. He drove all the way down to the Alabama five-yard line on the opening drive, and on fourth and one, they got stuffed. Like, he had opportunities. They went two for five on fourth down. Um, but on the other side, Alabama – said, okay, what, like, we'll match you one for one. They, they went three for four on fourth down. Um, third down efficiency, like, okay, not bad. Five out of 14. I mean, that's not ideal, but you still converted some third downs and you can, uh, converted some fourth downs. Uh, the yeah. problem is that you had too many of them on specific drives, right? So, you know, it, it, it was – I think we all wanted something. Like, you go into this and you, uh, you expect – one thing, and when it turns out to be something completely different, you have to just rewire exactly what is going on here. This is not a super explosive Alabama football team, and and it is an explosive Ole Miss team, but it's not if if the risks don't pay off. So it was uh, it was an interesting game. We uh, we will move off of that one because I, I would rather spend time on this next team, and that would be the Cincinnati Bearcats, twenty four thirteen over Notre Dame. And Notre Dame had three turnovers in the first half. And it just, it, going back and watching this on like those, just the 30-minute highlight thing, going through the key plays kind of deal, I 
I was shocked at almost how how easy Cincinnati made it look. Like, did it look like that to you when you were watching the game? Um, it was very much a uh, bend but don't break offense or defense, yeah. which 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 I kind of thought was going to be needed. The, the you know, Notre Dame is going down for the very first drive of the game. They get in the red zone, and it looks like Notre Dame's about to score. They've driven the ball down Cincinnati's throat pretty easily. And uh, and Cincinnati just picks the ball off. They just yep. they just wait, and they give you opportunity, and they give you opportunity, and they just just wait for you to make the mistake. That's what This is how they have played football all year long. They are so disciplined. They're willing to give you five yards. They're willing to give you eight yards. They're willing to give you 10 yards. But they just know that if you have to matri- – if you have to go on an 11-play drive at some point in time in those 11 plays, you're going to make a mistake. And when you do, we will take it. And he took it. And and then the, the exact same thing happened again. Different quarterback, different situation. They just – they just give you so much, and then they have an opportunity and they take it. Um, Desmond Ritter played well. He didn't play outstanding, but he played good enough to be a pretty good defense at on the road in, 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 a, in a pretty pretty wild, hostile environment. You know, we got a friend there that that was there, and uh, and and, and that listens to the show, Taylor, and uh, he DMs us all the time and stuff, and he says it was it was about as loud as he's ever seen it. You know, he's been there for the last you know couple of years at school. And, and he says that that was one of the loudest atmospheres he's been around. I think everybody knew uh, what the situation was, right? It, you, this, this could be for a playoff spot for both teams. It was a massive, massive game. Uh, neither one allowed the other team to rush the ball at all. Nope. Uh, you had 89 yards rushing on 30 attempts for Cincinnati. You had 84 rushing on 28 attempts for, uh, for Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> did you Have you seen all the different tweets about maybe – Maybe Brian Kelly was just a sleeper agent for Cincinnati. <laughs> and he was sent to Notre Dame years ago looking ahead to exactly this moment. Like, it, all that stuff kind of cracked me up. I, I know it's all a joke. But I, don't, I don't care about any of that. It certainly, certainly cracked me up. Uh, but again, there were a ton of storylines. We talked about it on the show on Friday. Just a lot that went into this game. And, you know, three turnovers in the first half for Notre Dame was almost the death knell for them, and, and they found a way to fight back, and I thought it was pretty respectable that they were able to get back in this ballgame. Um, they, they've got a crazy schedule coming up. they got, you know, headed to Lane Stadium next week uh, with Virginia Tech, but I, I don't see anything out of this team that would make me think that they are not going to be consistently, de- like, good the rest of the yep. season. Like, this is still, like, a 10-win team to me. That's right. So, no, no, I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to have – I've looked at that schedule. If they play the way they've played so far, I don't see many losses on the schedule. I don't know that I see another one. I mean, I could see them being a one-loss team. I will tell you this. If if they turn the ball over three times in the first half uh, against, you know, Virginia Tech, USC, North Carolina, or whatever. None of these other teams, historically, Virginia Tech used to be that Bieber ball, take the ball away, score on special teams kind of team. I don't know that that team's that team today. Okay, none of the other defenses in front of them are anywhere close to as good as Cincinnati's. Yeah, yeah. So, so to say that if you do this, no, Cincinnati took those balls away. They didn't give them. They didn't make mistakes. I don't think those. I don't think the two interceptions were bad throws. <laughs> I think. I think the defensive guys made a hell of a move on the football. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. So let's uh, let's jump off of that one. Let's keep the train rolling here, and we are going to jump into the. I, I want to say the big upset of the night, the the big, you know, whammer, whatever you want to call it. Kentucky gets the win in Lexington against Florida, twenty to thirteen, uh, for the first time since nineteen eighty six. They beat the Gators at home, and this was massive. I mean, it took everything that you could think of for Kentucky to be able to get this win. Of course, the seventy six yard return of a blocked field goal uh, at the end of the game. All right, so so did you have this on, on one of your screens? Yeah. Okay. End of the game, of course, Kentucky has gone up 20 to 10 with, what, 11 minutes left, 10 minutes yeah, left, whatever they, it was. They were, in, they were pretty in control after the interception. Right, right. So yeah. this, they, they give up a field goal with, what, seven, six? Hold on. I, somewhere around there. They give up a field goal, and and they don't do anything 
on Casey jumps in and said, not an upset. Yes, it was an upset. It, they were nearly double-digit dogs um, to start off the week anyway. Um, they they give up that field goal, and then they don't do anything on offense, and they have to give the ball back to Florida. And Florida comes out and immediately throws like two passes to move the ball like 30 yards down the field. And I thought, man, what heartbreaking way are the Wildcats going to find to lose this game this time, right? Because we have seen it so many times, and and they didn't let it happen. Like, yeah. absolutely didn't let it happen. If you look at the stats, uh, Kentucky had 224 yards of total offense in this game. That's it. Um, Florida had 382, so they outgained them by about 160 yards. This was, it, it wasn't turnovers. It wasn't whatever. It was a blocked field goal that basically changed the entire game. These two teams were dead even. Like, I, I was a little shocked at that because Florida, we expected one thing from, but we did not get it. And Kentucky has been turning the ball over, you know, hand over foot for three weeks now. And I think that Kentucky has got a real shot to to make some noise in the SEC. Like, this is another possible 10-11 win Kentucky team. I, right. now, they'll prob- now, again, the consistency thing is the issue. You can get beat by anybody, but you can also beat anybody. So I don't, I don't, I don't know that I believe the 10-11 win thing. And this is not a knock on Kentucky. I think the SEC is going to cannibalize itself. Outside of Georgia and Alabama, I think everybody else is going to finish with three or four losses. So Kentucky, here's, here's what Kentucky's got left. They got LSU at home this week. They got Georgia at Mississippi State, Tennessee at Vandy, New Mexico State at Louisville. Yes, they could lose three of those games. All, all of those but. SEC games, they could absolutely lose, and all of them they could win. I don't think they will lose all of them, and I'm telling you this. I would bet everything I got they won't win all of them either. I'm not talking about the Georgia Agreed. game. I'm talking about all the rest. All the rest, Like, yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I've just watched this conference for five weeks now, six if you count the, the week zero, and, and I'm just telling you that nobody is great outside of the two big boys that are going to meet in Atlanta. And and everybody else is just fighting like hell for wins. You feel like every game, if you don't win this game, you might not win another SEC game. They're all that important. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, this was another situation with a, with a home team in a buzzsaw environment, right? So we've talked about Alabama already was as loud as I've ever heard it. Kentucky, as loud and as packed as I've ever heard it. Um, Let's see. Russell Smith said, wrong, Gary. There are four teams who haven't been down. BYU has led every game this year. Uh, I believe they've actually trailed, though. I believe BYU's trailed. So that's that's the issue. Like, they've... It, teams that have not trailed at any point in any game this season is, is the stat that we're looking at. So, um, with that said, we are going to move on to the next one. And this was from Friday. I had to bring this game up because I was I was shocked on this. Iowa 54, Maryland 14. Um, did you see this coming? Uh, yeah. I, so I saw if the other this, way. I'm going to tell you this. If this game wasn't in Maryland and we didn't have the mystique, the voodoo that has been happening on these weeknight uh, home dogs, I, I would have I absolutely believed this was exactly – this is exactly how I thought this game would go except for the fact that it was, a you know, a Friday night game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can understand that. If this game had been Kinnick, I thought there'd be no way. But the the home dogs, the just everything about it seemed like. And of course, there's the philosophical shift that I've had in college football over the past however many years, where we've discussed good, like great offense beats great defense these days because of the rule changes and everything else. The way that teams use space now, I thought that that's how we would get this because it. Talia Tungavaloa, like Baby Tua had come in as the number two PFF graded quarterback in the country. He had Ain't played zero, nobody. He had zero turnover worthy throws. And I understand he hadn't played anybody, but also Iowa had not played an offense like this. So I thought, all right, even if they kind of try and stalemate each other, I still feel like Iowa does not have the explosive playmakers that that Maryland does. I mean, we all know Tyler Goodson's great and everything else, but even that, it, it was it wasn't Tyler Goodson. Uh, by himself in this. It, a lot of this was seven turnovers by the Terrapins. Seven. Hey, uh, 
your your stat is wrong. BYU hadn't trailed. Really? I just went I just went back through all the games. Amazing. Okay. I need to double check that then. I need to check our, our analytics. Check the check the numbers. Check the numbers. I apologize to uh to Russell there. So yeah. Um interesting. I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to go and check and make sure I'm not missing more. But either way, either way, Iowa, complete ass whipping. Yep. This was uh this was a a train wreck for Maryland. They thought this was going to be a big night. You remember they had this again a few years ago, and Penn State came in there and beat them fifty nine to nothing. Yeah, I mean it's the same situation. So if I ever bet on Mike Loxley again, I need you to just it, remind me. Hey, no, no, no. listen. This. When they play power teams, they get destroyed. When they play other finesse teams, they can outrun them. Listen, Baby Two is starting to look like Big Brother Two more and more every day. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Mike G said at one point Iowa had more second quarter touchdowns than Maryland had run second quarter plays. That's that's insane. That yeah. is so insane. It really is. That was uh, just a disaster on Friday night. Uh, next game on the board, the Michigan Wolverines get a win, thirty eight to seventeen, and it was not just a win. It was a bludgeoning. Harbaugh said after the game that the Wolverines would not be denied in this game, and he was not wrong. They were. Uh, otherworldly, I, I guess would be a way to say it. They early in this game, you could kind of tell that hey, they're they're kind of handling these guys on the line of scrimmage. Wisconsin continues to have turnover problems. Graham Ertz is and, like he he didn't throw any interceptions, so that's good. But when, when the season started, if you would have thought this team would have had three losses going into the first weekend of October, what would you? I mean, who would? What, I would not what have kind of odds? What kind of odds would you have taken for that? I mean, what would you have had to gotten to make that bet? Because you think you're just throwing away money. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know. I would have never thought it was possible. Like I, I just, I, and they got the they got Michigan and Penn State at home. You figure you're getting at least one of those, and you got <laughs> Eastern Michigan on the schedule, so you got that one win, and you don't think that Notre Dame is going to be very good. So like, I I, I don't. I mean, this was, this was insane. This was absolutely insane. Um, the flea flicker in the first half to get the passing game going for Michigan was a genius play call. Yep. And and it led to a really good day for Cade McNamara. Seventeen out of twenty eight, one hundred ninety seven yards, two touchdowns. Like this, Michigan fans have been saying, and and of course nobody believed them, but Michigan fans have said, "Hey, we we can pass it when we need to. We just hadn't needed to." That's right. And I, I don't after after Rutgers last week, I didn't believe them. Now I think I might like they they were that's pretty a, good. That's a pretty good defense that Wisconsin's got. Um, outside of that defense, Penn State's about the other defense at the uh, Michigan State might be up there with them. Um, yeah. Wisconsin's not what they used to be anymore. Some people need to look at Paul Chris and see it has your time has your time come. They. No, I don't know who you go get unless you yeah. go get Brett again. All right. Now, if you call Brett back, you know, you know what Brett's going to want. He's going to want you to pay his coordinators. Okay. I, I don't think Brett would go back. Um, but I, I don't necessarily know that it's just a Paul Christ problem. I think that, well, yeah. Okay. So I take that back. It is on the head coach. It's absolutely on the head I, coach. I was just about to say, I. it'd be real hard for me not to take this on Paul. Well, yeah, he's I mean, the guy that plays calls the plays. Yeah. It's his offense. It's his scheme, and the offense is what is awful. Awful. They total, cannot. Yeah, they two, cannot score. Two hundred ten yards of total offense, um, and it's it's not that the yardage has been an issue in the past games. It's been they can't stop turning the football over. They had three yeah. again. Like I, I don't I don't know what to make of Wisconsin at this point. Um, I do know if you look at the schedule that's remaining, they got. They got Brett next week, you know. <laughs> like that's gonna yeah, be tough. Like, like they should roll through the you know the West pretty easily until they get to Iowa. I mean, we we say that. So they've they've got Illinois, Army at Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska. I know, Minnesota. I know Army's not on the list, but Jesus Christ, Ball uh, State. It, it, well, we, they they gave up a ninety nine yard. Uh, uh, this is one of my bets on the the Bet US show. They gave up yeah, a 99-yard no. touchdown uh, return. No, I absolutely kickoff. lost money on Army um, today, or yesterday. Yeah, it was 
I don't I don't know what happened. Like Ball Jeez. State has looked like garbage all season. Whatever. Uh, anyway, but Wisconsin. Anyway, sorry. There's there's a lot of teams on Wisconsin's schedule that's left that can beat them. Like Minnesota mm, can beat them. Nebraska. I, dis- I disagree with that. Nebraska uh, can absolutely beat them. Um, maybe, maybe. At, at Purdue, if they get any kind of, uh, probably not Purdue. Right. Iowa for I, sure. But hang on, hang on. Minnesota, but not Purdue. Minnesota, but not. Are we kidding? Like, do you have you watched Minnesota play football this year? I mean, Minnesota beat Purdue yesterday. Okay, like, all right. Neither Purdue. one of them are very good. Neither one of them are good. I think I all. think that's just more of a uh, a styles make fights kind of deal in my head. Right. Well, I, I that, think that might be. I I think Wisconsin's head and shoulders better than them. I think Wisconsin's head and shoulders better Northwestern. I, I think had you know they're gonna maybe Nebraska could give them a fight. I don't know where that game is. I don't know that it matters. And and when they play Iowa, I think they'll get their ass whipped by Iowa. I think they will get negative yards when Iowa's done. Uh, Hackwell family jumped in. He said it's just a case of choosing the wrong quarterback. Wisconsin let their winner go to Notre Dame. Well, might not be wrong. That might not be wrong, but even that guy's getting benched at Notre Dame now. Yeah, Ghost Dog jumped in, said uh, Michigan got the matchup. Would take more games for me to buy in. Uh, yeah, I mean Michigan did have a a good matchup in this. Um, it, it was. I'm surprised that there were this many points that were scored. They haven't trailed. They've played a bunch of good teams, like some pretty good teams. Like I don't know at, at what point if you're not going to buy in, you just choose them to to hate Harbaugh. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's roll through another one right quick. Uh, this is a Friday, uh, no, Thursday night game. And I don't know if you watched Virginia and Miami, uh, but I got to bring up something that that I was told over the weekend. Um, Virginia gets the win 30-28. to 28. Miami doinks one off the crossbar as time expires. Uh, Derek, or Derek King, excuse me, did not play in the game. Uh, Van Dyke was the quarterback and was okay. Like it, uh, the offense looked better with him than it has in a couple it, of weeks. It didn't in the first half. I'll tell you that. In the first half, it was kind of a well, disaster, yeah, it was his first it, start. Yeah, it took him a little while to get going, and and once they got it going, he was perfectly fine. Like it, it, the offense looked good, but um, we we now have people questioning uh, whether or not Manny Diaz is going to remain the Miami head coach after this season. Which well, is- how many losses do you think he needs to get fired? Because he right now has three. Yeah, they're two and three currently. Uh, the way the schedule sets up, I mean, it, they they got a week off, and then they go to North Carolina. They got NC State. They play at Pitt. Like they, they could lose all three of those games. They, they could reasonably lose every game remaining on the schedule except for at Duke. Like they That's got Virginia Tech true. at Florida. That's State. probably true. Yeah, Georgia Tech. But, but this is but this is not like Kentucky could lose those three games. And Kentucky could win those three games. No, they legitimately won't be favored in any of those next three games. And I I think they're going to get beat kind of bad by some of those teams. I think some of those losses are going to be ugly. It's, it's very possible. If they end up with They're going to be sitting record, six and two after eight games. If, but no, two and six. Two and six, sorry. Yeah, two and six. Uh, and if that's the case, if they end with a losing record this season, I could absolutely see him being gone. Like oh, yes, that's what. Like, but this is this was this was my breakdown a, a couple of weeks ago, maybe or maybe it was this week. Is is I don't I I think they're playing for for bowl eligibility. I think they're playing to yeah. try to get this. They needed to beat Virginia in my eyes with any chance to get to six and six. Yes, yes. Um, I, what I heard was that some of the boosters at Miami appear to be infatuated with Hugh Freeze. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. 
is that do you think that that is a a match made in heaven or is that impossible like uh, not impossible why is it but impossible yeah like, so because hang on, of, hang on you care you care about fit you care about culture or not culture but like you care about is this guy like the right size person for this particular place does he agree and align with the politics or the 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 boosters i don't give a shit about any of that if you can coach football he could go out to 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 cal berkeley and he could win football games, okay? You could take Mr. Southern Baptist and drop him into Stanford, and he's going to win football games, and they're going to love him, all right? Coaches can coach, Gary. All the rest of that stuff is bullshit. You Okay, so I, I have thought like you for a long, long time, and I will tell you, Sam Pittman changed my mind on a lot hey, of no, this. No, no. Guys Along like with- O. Guys like O and guys like Sam Pittman, every now and then you're going to get somebody that is a perfect fit. And you know what those people can do? They can do something special every now and then. Okay? They can put together a team really special in the short term, but they're not going to be great year in and year out. It's just just not that great. If it does, then they're great coaches. Then they could pack their shit and they could go somewhere else and do it as well. Agreed. Okay, that is a that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Uh, but the the Hugh Freeze to Miami talk I thought was incredibly interesting. But that's about all that was interesting from this game. Uh, Bronco gets a another big W. He is doing fantastic things at Virginia. He and, almost pissed that game away. There's no reason they oh, should yeah. have been. Miami got dominated in that football game. There was yes. no reason Miami should have been in the place to try to even win the game right there. It was the the fact that they got back in it was I mean they, Virginia was up 19 to 7 and it should have been worse. It should have yeah. been worse. It should it should have been worse. Virginia did not look good in that game. No. It, it, in a in a game in which you didn't get you didn't lose, that's a good thing, but they didn't look great. They didn't impress me a whole lot. Casey uh Casey jumped lose. in Virginia is way better than they looked recently. Um Yeah. Let's see. Jason Case uh Miami's an entertaining embarrassment except not on the same level as hapless awful Florida State. Uh, Florida State got a win yesterday, by the way. I was about to that say. was good. Uh, field State goal, but, you know. Um, Brown Yeti said, hookers and blow were easy to find in Miami. Sounds like a good fit for his recruiting style. Uh, Ghost Dog said, Chris is spot on about coaches. Yes. No, 100%. Like, if you're a good coach, if you're a rock star, you're going to be a rock star anywhere. It's just, I don't know how many rock stars there are. Like, I think Hugh Freeze is one. Okay. Um, <laughs> then it doesn't so, matter so where it he goes then. But I, I do, I don't know. Like it's it's all the baggage and when I guess Miami like doesn't care about baggage at this point they just they, get us some wins damn it like get they, we got to find something going on um all right next game on the board who have we got oh God Almighty uh, we got to talk about it Auburn twenty four LSU nineteen so this is the biggest upset of the night it, it wasn't Kentucky Florida it's it it's been it's been what nineteen ninety nine yeah nineteen ninety nine so twenty two years twenty two years in yeah. yeah. Since since Auburn's gone into Baton Rouge and won a football game, um, give me I, this is so this is the issue with uh, having a quarterback like Bo Nix, right? Is if you're an Auburn fan, you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out, and it, it's the word that I brought up at the beginning of the show: consistency. And there is none of it because Bo Nix can look like complete garbage and and lose his job in the Georgia State game. And then go into Baton Rouge and pull magic out of his rear end, it, the likes of which I have never seen before. The plays that he was doing last night were so unbelievable. And and it, they never should have LSU was up 19 to 10 in the fourth quarter. I what what do you make of this game? I mean, what do we even do here? Uh well, the problem is is LSU was up 19 to 10 and not 28 to 10. Okay, four field goals. Four field goals in the red zone. LSU is one-dimensional. I know you want to talk about Bo. We'll get to Bo. No, no, no. How we got got here is LSU cannot run the football. And when your offense is moving up and down the field a lot, that's not a big deal. When it's third and one or two, that's a problem. When it's fourth and goal or third and goal from the one-yard line, that's a problem that you can't get a yard. And now you're throwing the football to get one yard because you can't run it. 
That, the, the, so let me let me interrupt you. There was a there was a fourth down that LSU went for. I don't know if it was in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, but they they lined up. They were on the twenty five yard line, and mm-hmm. it was fourth and one. And they lined up and they ran it, and they were able to get the first down. But my God, it was barely, barely, barely. And but it barely. seemed like it seemed like O was saying, "We have got to establish the line of scrimmage." And and they were able to do it on that one play. And then they still, even after getting a first down at the twenty-four, still had to settle for a field goal on that drive. And at that point, I thought they are in trouble. They are in big trouble in this spot. I. They so so LSU rushing for the game, twenty six attempts for eleven yards. Eleven yards. Hang on. Uh, what was it? The long. There was like a uh, like the long a was 24. eleven yards. Corey, no, Corey a, Kiner uh, ran for eleven yards on. Was on it eleven? I thought it was closer yeah. to twenty yards. Anyway, maybe it just seemed like it because they hadn't <laughs> ran four at all the entire day. So I was going to say there's there's one long run in there that throws that whole stack completely off. Because if you don't get that, it's all negative. Now the negative is because they college football is stupid and they don't know how to do stats and they take sacks away from your rushing yards instead yeah. of your passing yards. It's a throwing play. It should come off your passing yards, you moron. But anyway. Yes. Matt, so Max Johnson's stats was 11 carries for negative 12 yards and yeah. he also had a long of 11 yards. Um, and then they had team stats. So they had two rushes that were that were counted as sacks uh, for negative 23 yards. And that's, that's how you get to the 11. But uh, on average, you know, 0. .4 yards per rush on that, uh, Corey Kiner, five carries for 22 yards. Tyrion Davis-Price, five carries for 18 yards. Armani Goodwin, two carries for four yards. Like, they they don't have a running game. And, no. And this offensive line, it, it, on the other side, the defensive line can't stop Auburn can't, from running. Well, like, Gary, you and I have said this for as long as we've known one another, if you can't run the ball or stop the run, you can't win. Yes. Auburn... Uh, 29 carries, 163 yards. That's 5.6 a clip. They had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Bo Nix was the leading rusher. 12 carries for 74 yards. And this was just about as debilitating a loss for LSU as, as I can remember. Uh, yep. You always at least had the the streak over Auburn at home. Now, th- this is the next gauntlet for LSU, right? After this game, you lose to Auburn. Now you've got at Kentucky, who is undefeated, uh, luckily, they're coming off a major emotional win, so yep. it, that could set up well. But after that, you've got Florida, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, and Arkansas. Then you got Louisiana Monroe, and then Texas A&M to close out, which neither one of those looks, you know, incredibly daunting right now. But this is a slate, man. This is rough. I don't know how this is. People have been talking about it since the opening game. Like, is O going to win enough to keep his job? And I have no idea. At this point. Well, now we don't know the answer to that. I will tell you that outside of Alabama, nobody scares me. I'm not, I'm a hundred percent certain we're not going to win all those games. We're probably not going to win half of them, but you're not going to lose them all either. But, but I no longer feel like we're going to lose them all either. Okay. Like I Mississippi state, uh, you know, showed the the flaws of A&M A&M looks absolutely beatable. Ole Miss doesn't look like the world beater. I know that we're not Alabama. I know this, our offense can move the football on them. Our offense will look unbelievable against Ole Miss. We might lose that game. That's fine. I, I'm just telling you, it doesn't scare me the way I didn't think two weeks ago. I didn't think we had a chance in that game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kentucky. There's a. We, we might go into Lexington and get our ass whipped. Okay. We you might go into Lexington and just win the damn game. Yeah. So th- it's just one of those things where, you know, I, like I said. Everybody in the SEC not named Georgia and Alabama will have three losses before this thing's over with. Kentucky's got five wins in a row. They've got a few games left that they could lose. I absolutely think they'll lose at least two of them. I, I tend <laughs> It to might agree. not be to us, but they're losing two of them because that's just the way the SEC is going to go down this year. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. Uh, Ghost Dog 50 said, Bo Nix better hold on to them running shoes. The dogs are coming. Uh, talking about Georgia this week. Auburn's got Georgia. Uh, Casey said, Bo Nix looking like my homes out there. Just ridiculous. And then he said, LSU is sneaky good. I think they beat my Wildcats next week. Uh, Jason said, LSU-Auburn was a very entertaining Tigers versus Tigers game. <laughs> of course it was. And uh, Jason Case also said, Bo Nix makes me, or has me thinking of uh, Ivan Drago because he has the high-rise spike hairstyle. He certainly does. Certainly does. Uh, cheers to Bo Nix for 
facing played, all the adversity. He played his like, ass off. He won that game. He he systematically uh, destroyed our defense. And, Just and on top of apart. that, an even bigger deal, the fact that he played so poorly against Georgia State. He got benched. Everybody was questioning him all week. He got benched in this game. Yeah. And and TJ Finley comes out, throws three incompletions, uh, does not look good. Bonix comes back in and immediately starts to look way better and makes some incredible play. Just, if you hadn't seen the plays, go on Twitter. I mean, just, they are... It's you don't have to. These it's highlights. fine. You don't, don't give them clicks. Don't give them clicks. They don't need <laughs> These highlights are so stupid. So stupid. It's unreal. Uh, Mississippi but, but State. But so much of that, so much of that is the LSU defense. Just yes. Garbage. Uh, Mississippi State 26, AM 22. Zach Calzada, 12 out of 20 for 135 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, AM was not able to run the ball as efficiently as I think they wanted to. 32 carries, 162 yards, uh, 5.1 yards per carry. And the secondary, that was number two EPA per pass uh, defense this season for AM, gave up 408 400. yards. Yep. 46 out of 59. Now, Mississippi State uses their passing game as a bit of a running game. That's right. Um, however, they were able to... They were still able to run the ball over 100 yards. No, no. They only ran for uh, 30 yards on the day. But it, a lot of those, like I was saying, a lot of that, that yardage was uh, the short passes, the little flips and whatnot that, that looked like runs, right? And so, uh, 17 carries for 30 yards for Mississippi State running the ball. Uh, no, nothing, nothing crazy there. That's that's why oh, I was yeah, saying yeah, that they use the other uh, passing yeah. game. To, I was about to say, wait a minute, I saw them, but you're right. It's all these little short shuffle passes and stuff like that that count as. Yep. Uh, Makai Polk, 13 receptions, 126 yards, had two touchdowns in the game. Uh, Jaden Wally had another touchdown for him. They they had a brilliant game plan, and A and M gets down there with a chance to to win the game, and or gets the ball back with a chance to win the game, and completely craps the bed, gives up a safety. Like, this is A&M fans' worst nightmare, is you lose to Arkansas and Mississippi State right before going into a primetime game against Alabama. CBS has got to be kicking themselves. Well, right yeah, now. this is the problem. CBS needs to be smarter than this. Why Why can't they change the game? I agreed. Like, why, why choose it two weeks out? I just, I don't understand. I know, I don't, I, I'm sure that the numbers are going to be okay i guess but you but, just had alabama you're gonna have alabama two weeks in a row kicking the shit out of people that's yeah. like that's what you want to do i mean i'm sure that's what gary daniels wants to do but <laughs> you're probably you're probably not wrong on that let's uh let's talk about the late game last night arizona state and ucla arizona state gets the win at 42 to 23 uh this was a bit of a beating i mean they outscored ucla 18 to nothing in the second half and once we got out of halftime, they got that first goal. Like it was, it was kind of never in doubt. Like it, it felt like, it felt like Arizona State had control of this game, even before halftime. Like they just looked like the better team overall. I, I kept waiting for a mistake from Herm's bunch because they they've been making them all year. They've been making stupid penalties and and all kinds of things, and they were just the better football team. Yeah, they they absolutely were the better football team. UCLA made made they're the ones that made the mistakes, and uh, and and Arizona State didn't. Arizona State ran the football really well on this team. Uh, Jaden Daniels, thirteen out of nineteen for two hundred eighty six yards passing, had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, they good. ran the ball thirty three times for one hundred seventy seven yards. That's five and a half a clip. Uh, three touchdowns rushing, and UCLA was able to run some. They, they got 200 yards on the ground, but it took 52 carries to get them there. 3.8 a clip, had one touchdown. Uh, DTR wasn't bad. Like, 21 out of 32, 235 yards, one touchdown. It, it was. It just seemed like, overall, Arizona State was able to get stops when they needed to. Um, there was no, like, turnover advantage. The penalty yardage was insane. Uh, eight, eight penalties for UCLA for 89 yards. And Arizona State, this has been... The bugaboo for them for a while, six penalties for only 51 yards. Like, they kind of yeah. clean that up. And once you clean up those right. mistakes. You're tough to beat. You're tough to beat. Like, this is a good football team. They're 4-1. They're and one. They lost to uh, BYU on the road. And, you know, now Arizona State, you got you got Stanford. Weeknight game this week. And then you've got uh, at Utah, Washington State, USC. Like, they could – Arizona State could lose to anybody and they could beat anybody. 
but they looked sure. like a, a. I do think I do think that I do think they're one of the best two teams in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Texas TCU. Let's dive into that one right quick. Uh, Thirty-two to twenty-seven. Texas gets the W, and this game was over with that targeting call that was not called on the field. But so so remind me how this went down. Um, it was they, like Gary one of Patterson, the first drives of the game. So they they held Texas uh, to a fourth down. They had to punt from inside like their own 10-yard line or something like that. Yeah. And and they had to call a timeout. Gary Patterson had to because they only did, had nine did, guys on the field. Yeah, I was about to say they didn't even have 10. They only had nine yeah. guys on the field. So they call a timeout. And when they call the timeout, that gives the refs time to go back and review what happened on the play before. They call targeting. They kicked T.J. Carter out of the game, who is a, a transfer in from Memphis, fantastic safety. Like he, once he was gone, you knew that that game was pretty much done. And then they allowed Texas to drive down the field on that same drive. Like it, you had them stopped, and you had the ball back with a lead, and and they just, it, I mean, mistakes. Uh, it, it was exactly what what we talked about on the show last week, where everything that Texas is good at on offense. It's is what TCU is bad at stopping, and they're especially bad when their best safety is out of the ball game. So this was a, a train wreck. Um, I thought TCU was going to be way better. Well, the biggest issue is so that sucked and that hurt. And Texas's offense is really good, and they're hard to stop to begin with. The biggest issue is is TCU could not score the second half of the game. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Uh, Texas offense, offense looked was- fine. Offense looked great. They had things rolling, moving. I'm trying to find the breakdown. And they get into the second half of this thing, and and they just, yeah, they've got they've got 17 points going into halftime. And, I mean, they basically get a garbage-time touchdown at the very end of the game. Yeah, with four minutes left when the game's out of hand, basically is the next time they, they find the end zone. I don't understand why they don't run Zach Evans more. Um, I don't. I don't know either. I, I can't I understand not. this offense. There are to, there are drives when this offense looks unbelievable, and there are drives when this offense just looks like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, Modest Cowboy jumped in on the chat. He said, "Texas next two weeks will prove they're the best team in the Big 12. Uh, obviously, Red River is this weekend, and then they've got Oklahoma State the week after that. And then, of course, it, it's not just the next two weeks. It's it's the next four weeks because you got a gauntlet coming up. You got Oklahoma." Oklahoma State, then a bye week at Baylor and at Iowa State. Like this, Texas is about to go through it. They are about to go through it. So we uh, we talked about this part of the schedule uh, in the off season, and if you can get through this, you know, without taking another another L, uh, Casey Thompson did not look good in this game for the first time since he took over the starting job. Uh, Twelve out of twenty two, one hundred forty two yards, one touchdown, one pick. But Bijan Robinson took over thirty five carries, two hundred sixteen yards, that six point two a clip, two touchdowns. Just unreal. And Zach Evans only got the ball 15 times, but ran for 113 yards. That's seven and a half a clip and one touchdown. Had a long of 33 in this game. They, I just don't understand why they don't use him more because they couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop him. It, it's like uh, it's like when Georgia was playing LSU and they they refused to run Holyfield even though he was like getting eight yards every time he touched the ball. Like, yes. Like what are we doing? Like you know yes. what works, just run yeah, it. They 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 just kept putting Swift in, and that LSU defense just kept just busting his ass. Uh, it's un, unreal, unreal. Uh, late night game, late 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 night game. Hawaii upsets Fresno State, the darlings of the G five this season. After they got a, a big win over UCLA, and uh, JK, I mean it was a close game, but Hawaii scores seventeen points in the fourth quarter and holds Fresno State scoreless and intercepts a pass inside the 10-yard line with uh, very little time left on the clock that would have, you know, it, it, Fresno at least would have had a field goal set up. Uh, this was uh, this was interesting. Uh, Hawaii had a different quarterback in this game, Braden uh, Shager. I was, just, I was just about to say, them making the quarterback change was everything. Yes. Uh, on top of that, they didn't throw at them. I mean, he was only 11 out of 27 for 116 yards, but he threw two touchdowns and running the ball, man. Uh, Day-Day Hunter... 21 carries, 127 yards. They had Calvin Turner, 14 carries, 59 yards. They ran total for the game 44 times for 232 yards on Fresno State. Uh, Jake Hayner was still able to put up yards and whatnot, but 28 out of 50, 388 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions. Four interceptions. Uh, they, You can't get over that. 
Like, nope. if, if the other team ain't turning the ball over and uh, and trying to match with you. That's you know, been really unlike uh, them as well this yeah. year. I mean, six turnovers total for the game and, and only one for Hawaii. That, you, you ain't going to win many games like that. You're you just not. So, uh, so that sucks because um, we, we kind of expected big things out of, out of Fresno, and we, we did not get them. Did not get them. Clemson survives. Did you see the end of this game? I watched it. Dennis Grossell, uh fumbled snap, just and and had they were set up. They were going to score and they were going to kick the extra point to win the game in Clemson. This is two straight years that they have lost in heartbreaking fashion to the Tigers, uh, and yet Clemson still cannot do anything with the football. You're talking points. about this might be the worst defense that Clemson's going to play. Not that. Boston College is a bad defense. I mean, Jeff but, Halfley is a smart defensive coach. Like he he understands what the limitations are, so he he devised a pretty good game plan. No, he's got he he's going to scheme you up. But man, I'm just telling you, if you can't move the ball against Boston College, dude, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. At some point in time, is there any other quarterback on the roster? Uh, no, no, there's not. They, there's not at all. So hello, uh, there is not another quarterback on the roster at all. Which is why they continue running with DJ. DJ was out there at twelve thirty a.m. last night, throwing passes, you know, doing whatever. And it, and, and I know that he cares. The problem, I don't think it's just that. I think it's the offensive line is the biggest issue here. The offensive line, they they actually looked okay in this game. They had forty carries for two hundred thirty-one yards, five point eight a clip. Kobe Pace was good. Like they should have been playing him a lot. It seems like because uh, they nobody else was able to do this stuff. Uh, but DJ, you know, 13 out of 28, that's less than 50%, 207 yards, no touchdowns. They they just can't get the ball in the end zone. Like, I, I don't know I don't know what the next step is for them. I think they're probably going to look for a new offensive line coach. Like, Robbie Caldwell is um, it's probably out. You remember Robbie Caldwell used to coach at Vanderbilt? Like, he was the turkey baster guy. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's been their offensive line coach for a little while. Um, it just, I, I don't know, I don't know what to... Casey said Clemson's getting on my nerves. Uh, a thriller, Boston College, and Clemson said Jason Case. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of Clemson anymore. Casey said DJ sucks. They're, they're not good. They're just not good. And I, I think that's like, the, We have to stop thinking about them the way we used to think about Clemson. We have to think about them how they are, yes. what they actually are. Yes, you are correct. Uh, Oklahoma 37, Kansas State 31. Were you shocked that Skylar Thompson played in this game? Um. Yes. I did not expect him to play. You know that. We talked about yeah. that. I I, I wasn't expecting that. And, and because he played, like, I felt really, really good about Kansas State plus 10 and a half. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, Me too. Oklahoma was finally able to put up some points. So so that's good, I guess. Um, they still didn't look great, like, on offense or defense, really. Like, it just – it seemed like bits and pieces, like they were good. Like that – but that's it. So I, I don't know – I, we'll learn a lot about Oklahoma this week. Next week. Against, yep. against Texas. So, so we'll see. Uh, Spencer Adler was 22 out of 25, 243 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, they finally put Caleb Williams in. He threw one pass and completed it for 18 yards. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just whatever. Whatever. It, it, was a, it was a performance, I guess. Uh, the last game I want to hit is Oklahoma State and Baylor and – I um in twenty four to fourteen, Baylor had God, what was the stat? It was something crazy. They had like more three and outs than they had first downs. I think they had six three and outs in the first half, and they only had two first downs. Like that first half was atrocious. Just terrible for them. I really thought that they would show up. Now, last week was a big win. I didn't know if this was going to be like an emotional letdown spot. Jerry Bohannon. Not great in this game. Uh, Gary, but whatever, however you say his name. 13 out of 27, 173 yards. Uh, they couldn't run the ball on Oklahoma State. Uh, it's not that Oklahoma State's offense was great. They just didn't make mistakes in the game. And Baylor did. Baylor could get nothing going. Uh, only had 280 yards total offense. Oklahoma State had 400. Um, and Oklahoma State, three turnovers is what, what kept Baylor in the game. That's right. Uh, it, this was a weird game from from the very start. It was just I couldn't figure this thing out. How does how does Oklahoma State keep finding running backs? Like just different. They have a different running back that steps up basically every year. And Jalen Warren is at 
36 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he's been doing this week in and week out. He's he's kind of been their saving grace, hasn't he? For a team that can't run the football, it ain't because of our running backs. Running back is the most overrated position in the team. Yeah, yeah. They 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 seem to always find – like, they had – who was the guy that came in last year? Was it – it wasn't L.D. Brown, was it? it who, uh, I don't remember that. Took Chuba's spot? Yeah. Like, somebody came and took over for Chuba, and – and I mean, Chuba's in the NFL now, but like it, Chuba was great one year, and then they brought in somebody else last year, and now they've got Jalen Warren in, and you know, all of them seem to do well. Like they just take over for each other. I, Spencer Sanders, the three interceptions thing drives me nuts. I can't figure this kid out at all, at all. Uh, Casey said Sanders isn't good, is not good. Um, I, I want to. You know what? We're not going to worry about it. I, I wanted to talk about uh, Colorado State and Air Force not joining the AAC, but how about we hit that on Tuesday? Is that okay? Yeah. Let's sure. let's do that. All right. This has been a lot of fun. We Hey, we got uh, we got a lot of people watching right now. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like button for us and make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. We certainly appreciate you guys letting us do this on Sunday morning. There is no part of my week that I enjoy more than Chris and I getting to sit and rehash what happened on Saturday and Saturday night. And this is always fun. And the fact that so many of you tune in, we no definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. So, uh, Chris, is there any other game that you want to hit on before we uh, before we dive out of here? Nope. Nope. Let's roll. Let's roll. You guys have been fantastic. Again, subscribe to the show on YouTube and on the podcast. Make sure and leave a nice five-star review. The show is brought to you every week by BetUS, where the game begins. Sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021. It's going to get you 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. So uh, click the link in the description. It'll toss that promo code in there for you. Um, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, Casey said, later fam, let's go Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah, we got NFL games to watch today. So more football on the docket, my friends. Uh, go ahead and check out winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe where you need to subscribe. Chris, my brother, I appreciate you so much. And I am looking forward to another fantastic week again next week. So with that said, all of you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your NFL tickets today cash. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.